Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to They Talk A Good Game, your favourite footy podcast probably. It's been a long time coming, there's a lot to chat about. We have the origin results, we have coaches being sacked left, right and centre. And of course we have a big weekend of footy highlighted by Manly's impressive win <laughs> up against the struggling Tigers. My name is Highlighted. Harvey. Oh, Highlight you went to celebrating the whole weekend the highlight for sure was manly's win i'm gonna give it to the bulldogs it was my 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 game of the round <laughs> my game of the round was the bulldogs but you know each their own upset of the week was the bulldogs for sure uh, i think upset of the week was manly <laughs> i'm joking well look there's a lot to get i haven't get even introed me yet Sorry. oh oh yeah i'm joined <laughs> by myself uh, oh i'm harvey <laughs> and this is lucky completely um, this is uh, 99 times we've done this intro and we still haven't <laughs> aced it once um, they say hundredth times a charm. So well, fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> We're here. There's just so much to get through. There's so there much is. that's happened in the last week. We're back in person for the first time in a while. A long time. We've both been overseas. Yes. I've had COVID again, oh. but we are back in the studio, raring to go. We're about halfway through the season. There's a long way to go still, but it's certainly taking shape. It We've is. had our first origin game, and I think we should start there. We absolutely should. Yep, we expressed concern uh, on multiple podcasts leading into Origin 1. And despite the fact we both tipped New South Wales, I think this, the result doesn't shock us, would no. you say? No. no. I thought Queensland were going to, like, in my head, footy brain-wise, Queensland had the better side. I yeah. didn't like the selections going into it from the no. Blues. I And I think it's... It, as you touched on with the Bulldogs coming up against the Eels and dominating them, we had three Eels forwards in that pack for the yes. Blues. And they come out and put in a performance like that against the Wooden Spooners at the moment. I mean, well, I don't think they would have won us the game if they were playing their best footy. But yeah. I certainly think we lost the intensity. We lost the physicality. We, we lost the origin moments. We didn't play an origin game of footy. No, I agree. And... Uh, Every single one of Queensland's four debutants really looked at home in the Origin Arena. Totally. Nanai being the one who missed a lot of game time due to getting getting injured, but uh, Carrigan, Cotter, um, Cobo, Cobo, like all of them were phenomenal. They they are all ready built and ready made. Ready and made. It, um, they picked on form. They weren't just handing out jerseys. No, they were. You know, they earned those jerseys for sure. And in the and moment, they were there. Yeah, totally. I mean, th- those performances were incredible. They faced the most adversity in the game, obviously being the away side, coming up with a number of injuries, coats going off. Um, they yeah. could have easily folded. And and perhaps Queensland sides in the last couple of years w- would have struggled a lot more. You look at the sort of spines, and I know we're missing our sort of two best players from recent years in Latrell and Tommy, but there's enough talent there in that blue side to get them over the line at home. Yeah. You just wanted more from them. I, I felt like they just, they weren't up for it. And Queensland came and they ambushed them and there wasn't a response. When Queensland yeah. pulled ahead 
and we conceded. I think it was that second try um, early on in the first in, in the second half. There was no leaders then pulling the group together, getting them in a huddle behind the try line. Um, the two of the bigger missions, Jake and Josh Adokar, would have been the loudest voices Big hype in that men, moment. Huge hype men. And, and I think we missed that. I, it, absolutely. You yeah. Know, 100%. Um, and uh, ever since not getting selected, Josh Adokar has done, like, he's been in, almost in the form of his career. Like Totally. <laughs> you know, totally. He and Matt Burton have been developing a phenomenal combination at the Bulldogs. And I just hope that <laughs> Freddie doesn't let pride... Getting in, get in the way of making the right call when it comes to selecting his winger for game two because it has Josh Adokar has to be in there. And I think he has to be in there, but I will say in fair play, Tupo didn't disappoint. No, I thought he had a solid game, and I thought what they brought him in for in terms of his carries from the back were really strong, and we needed it. Yeah, but I don't think we should be in a situation that we need a big winger to make big carries from the back because we be, we should be winning the field position battle anyway. We should be putting more pressure on the kicker so yes. there's a bit more space for them. And I don't think Josh Adokar would have disappointed in that area anyway. I don't no. think the difference or the advantage that you get in that element of Tupo's game, which you'd say maybe he has got the edge over Adokar, is enough. Mm. I, I just don't think so. And even if you take footy skill and ability out of the equation in terms of character and attitude, which is what wins you origin games... You know, everybody says it. You look at all the ex-players, all the ex-coaches. It's not about the most talented squad. It's it's the attitude. It's the mindset. It's the moments. And we missed it. We just missed the ball. And it's, I think it's bloody frustrating. It's <laughs> like, bloody frustrating, isn't it? Freddie knows this. <laughs> you know, he knows like, it. He, he it's knows not it. like he's not trying or no. anything. But he must have. Like I think he's just sort of maybe lost sight a bit of of what some of those characters bring to the squad yeah. and, and the balance because Absolutely. Billy's got that. He's played it more recently. He had the whole mentality right from every single one of his team members. And Billy Slater worries up. me as a coach. I'll tell you what, there's a dynasty that can be built off of Billy Slater as Queensland coach. He looks looks right at home in the coach's box already. Um, you know, phenomenal player. Under played his whole career under Craig Bellamy. You just, I'm, I'm you know, it's hundred percent winning rate as a coach. Hundred percent winning rate. You should he, rate best coach he, of all time at the moment. Honestly, he should retire tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If not today, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, disappointing. Disappointing result. I, I'm, I'm. I know we can bounce back in Perth, but we bloody, we bloody well gotta. Got to turn up. If anything, you got to hope it's a wake-up call. And I think most of the forwards can go. <sighs> I think Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo are the only ones that are safe. Whoa! You look at Sims. Mm. You look at Liam Martin. Did they have the impact that we thought they would? Campbell Gillard, Paulo Hass is injured. I, I just think they wow. lost, and I think there are a number of equally talented and potentially better form mm. forwards for the Blues. Some of which have been there and done that, and others would come in and debut. That you know, get get it right. I think they missed the ball and I think they were missing mm. a few key leaders and like Nathan Cleary, Tedesco, two of the stars of the show, but they just, I don't know, they, they weren't, yeah, they weren't bouncing off each other as well as they could have been. They were under no. a lot of pressure. They were. But that, that comes from being off the back foot. Yeah, I think, you know, if anything, I think they had, you know, 
we've said Daniel Turpo did a, a great job and you know kind of as good a job as he did but I think like in the 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 reason behind his selection almost like gave away to Queensland what our game plan was going to be and so we were just like kicking to him all night when Queensland have two very good high ball wingers so we were sort of playing their game the whole time and it would yeah. get to fourth fifth tackle and there'd just be no creativity coming out of the spine and we'd just be putting up Silly little uh, we kicks. were worried and like um, yeah. we were worried about Can't what they were going to do. Can't take away from Queensland we, because no, no, they were the better time. Sorry. And Cameron Munster had oh, m- monumental game. game. Like monumental. He's, he's probably the best player in the comp right now, and and On certainly form. in yeah. in those big games, there's not one player that rises to the occasion better. Yeah, and he's just oh, all over it. every the minutia of the game. He's all over it. The, the strips. Minutia. He's he's bloody excellent, but. Yeah. We we were just struggling from the start. Cook playing eighty minutes, he did a fine job, but they had the one two punch, Ben Hunt, Harry Grant. They they were quicker out the middle the whole time. They, oh, it's just annoying. Yeah. I, I wanna win, right? I wanna oh, come no. in and be, be cheery and happy, but you're right, Queensland were the better side. We can't take anything away from them. They want it fair and square and there just needs to be change. You you'll be mad, you'll be mad if Freddie just goes, No, nah, I I'm just backing the boys. They just got a few things wrong yeah. and I'll stick with them because come on. Come on, mate. There's got to be consequences for, for, you know, for losing an origin game. There does. Maybe let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, yeah. Go on about loyalty. Yeah. Queensland won eight origins in a row. So they, they've earned the right to be loyal. Totally. You, you know, so if you're losing, you do have to make changes. We've harped on about it enough. Bloody disappointed. <laughs> Looking forward to game two. Hell Hopefully yeah. it can turn it around. The other huge thing that has happened since we last spoke is two coaches gone. Two yeah. club On the same day, two club coaches were sacked. Obviously, the Warriors uh, moved on Nathan Brown after he couldn't commit to moving to New Zealand, which you'd feel is a pretty key element to being the Warriors coach. Totally. <laughs> and uh, and my, my club, the West Tigers, after... After much teasing throughout the years and many almosts, finally moved on Michael Maguire. Whether it's the right choice, who knows? Whether they should have stuck with him for just another year, who knows? Brett Kamali's at the helm now. Uh, and it, it wasn't a great first showing with him, but I, I still think getting rid of Madge was the right call. As yeah. well as I think getting rid of Nathan Brown was definitely the right call for the Warriors as well. Yeah, we'll I, I, I totally agree. I think, firstly, the Warriors, look, they, they need a New Zealander there. They need, they need, they're heading back home. They yeah. need to get that um, New Zealander mentality. They need to connect with their community again. They need a real icon and a leader to come into that club. Um, they can get lots of footy brains in around the club in terms of like sports scientists and data analysis and mm. assistant coaches and stuff. But to lead that club and to head the recruitment to, you know, lead the team. They they need a New Zealand icon to step up, and I think I think they'll find that and they'll make the right choice. Yeah, Tigers wise, what the fuck is going on? Come uh, on, same mate. old story again and again and again. Look, it's it's same old story again and again. The only thing that does concern me about the Madge sacking is the fact that um, Jackson Hastings has been a pretty vocal backer of Madge. Whether that's you know the fact that he was his coach at the time of these comments. Still, you worry. Other clubs circling. He's a hot prospect, and Tigers are known to lose hot prospects. And the last thing this club needs right now is to lose Jackson Hastings. 
So that is the bit that concerns me about losing Madge. That being said, if we can keep Hastings, then it's the right call. If we lose Hastings, it's a whole nother fucking can of fish. We got to move on the board. We got to move on the CEO. Like if we lose Hastings, we might as well move to Perth. We might as well like become a new organization, call ourselves the Tigers, but be just be a different thing. It's huge, what's right? happening right now is not working. Because the, the the board and stuff who need to start being held accountable for the last couple of years because there's been so much chopping and changing yeah. and indecision ultimately. Mm. And the club's now, you know, coming out with, well, we need a development coach. We've got a good pathway set up and we need to prioritise our youngsters and all this. Mate, you've been missing finals for the last decade. Yeah. What have you been doing in all that time? I know, I know. There needs to be, I think Tim Sheens is coming and. Hopefully his footy smarts, he's been there, done that. Yeah. He's done it all. That's the part, that's the only part that sort of like gives me any hope because, you know, in the previous, in, in the past, when the Tigers obviously were known to sack a lot of coaches and in the past it's been the choice of the CEO or the board and people who aren't really attached to the, the footy group. Yeah. But having a head of football and, you know, I think Tim Sheens is the perfect guy for that job as far as, you know, having the soul of the West Tigers kind of within him. That's the only part that like the fact that he's he's made exactly. Well, it's been pretty clear that he made the match decision. So I trust Sheen's a hundred percent, you know, he gave our club our one premiership and I'm never going to not trust him. No. And so I back it. It's good. Look, if if that's the route they want to go down, fair play, they need to sort out the next coach pretty quick, smart though. Yeah, I think there are a Honestly, couple of coaches who I want, are, the, I want the Walker brothers to finally get an NRL gig, and yeah. I want it to be at my club. Yeah, fair. We I'd can't like we can't get any worse, and we've tried. You know, we, we can't go any lower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give these guys a crack. They are literally out here promising instant results to whatever club will take them on. It, whether it's true or not, I just want to be a part of the excitement. I want something to be excited about. That's all I want as a well, Tigers fan at this you've point. Had, you've had plenty of experienced coaches come into the club and struggle. You've, you've, mm. You need something new. Need you something need, you new. need something new. is obviously the big one being... Talking about Serraldo, yeah. I mean, you know, like, and even even Serraldo, I feel like, you know, great. Uh, he's clearly, like, you know, can do a job at coach, but with... The Tigers' job is such a difficult thing that you do need something completely outside of the box at this point, and... There's no one more outside the box than the Walker brothers. Um, you know, like, I feel like Serrato coming in would be a similar situation as when we first got Jason Taylor as yeah. coach. He was coming from a very successful Roosters side. He was the assistant there to Trent Robinson. Similar sort of vibe to Ivan Cleary right now, getting results on the field. It's, you know, and it's not... Well, what we know is, is assistant... What Trent Barrett has proven is assistant coaching and head coaching are two completely different things. And I just don't think... I just, I honestly would feel, I'm feeling for anyone who's taken on the Tigers job right now. Yeah. So I think it's either got to be the Walker brothers or Tim Sheens himself. Wow. That's the only options. Yeah. yeah that's it. Huge. Or Robbie Farah. <laughs> like legitimately someone well, who either gets the club, is so ingrained in the club and has been, or someone completely fucking out of the box. Yeah. That's the only options. It's, it's so Raldo is such a middle of the line choice. Even Flanagan, I I fear that you know, you know, everyone's saying he's the next guy, and he probably is the next best coach without a job. But 
the Tigers, this is a different job than, than a normal It's not a normal coach. NRL no, job. The, no. the, the struggles they've been under for, for a number of years, and you touched on it earlier with some of the key players like Hastings and stuff. You feel like some of the players that were playing their best footy were playing their best footy for Madge. They, they were fully bought into Madge and his philosophy yeah. and, and what he was trying to get out of the team. And the massive worry is there that those better players who were there for Madge are now looking at their options with their contracts and whatnot yeah. because they don't know what the future holds. No. You know, at least Madge provided some stability and fair, it's a results-driven business. They didn't make finals. That's the goal of every club. He had a fair crack. It took him a while to get the roster that he wanted to. And even then, he has struggled. But who's going to do a better job? That's the ultimate question. Exactly. Who's going to come in and do a better job than him? Yeah. I hope they make the right choice. And I'm, I'm with you. I hope they look further afield than the obvious candidates. Let's see. <sighs> My God. Well, it was it was a tough first game for Kamali in, in the coach's box. Up it was. A strong manly side without DCE. <laughs> well, without it was very close at halftime. I think it all went downhill once once Brent Naden decided to try and uh, paralyze Jake Trebojevic. I think that's when it really went downhill. I mean, down. that's that's the worst tackle of the year, comfortably. It's pretty shocking. It doesn't yeah. matter what your the high tackles and stuff have, yeah. have been like. That that's. I'm sure he didn't mean it when he ran out onto the pitch. No, but in that moment, he endangered Trebojevic. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's it's a horrible tackle, and it's not yeah, one that we want in the game no. at all. The you know we've had some horrible injuries over the years, and something like that is is a real. Really scary, but thankfully Jakey's all right. Thankfully Jakey's all right. He's given the thumbs up. Thumbs after. up, yeah. And um, yeah, Manly, Manly just ran away with it then. Ola Kawashi yeah. putting in another insane performance. Um, he's certainly in that conversation for the Blues, although his allegiance is with Tonga, so it'll be interesting to see where yeah. he goes. Well, honestly, if he, was alleg- if he was pledging his allegiance to the Blues, I'd be picking him for game two. Yeah. He's the sort of guy that... I could see coming in and immediately understanding origin and playing at that level. I think so. I think he plays it each and every week and, and just the fire in his belly is, is yeah. re- well and truly there. But um, yeah. another guy... Ola that he- had his Jeremiah Nanai-style breakout season last year. Yeah. And so, like, Queensland were not afraid to pick Nanai this early. I don't think Blues... I mean, obviously, we don't know if he wants to play for New South Wales or not. But no, but... If he does. If he's there... Don't be afraid. Not at all. Um, Aloye had his best game of the year. Oh, he's lift, he's getting better tags. and better yep. up against his... It's a 3-0 win team. in the Tatagiga Cup That's to Manly. That's right. Pre-season, uh, round whatever, three or round six something, or something. And then obviously this, this weekend. So I don't think we'll be meeting in the finals. So that I think it's a three-game <laughs> three game series. It's and a sweep. It's a sweep. <laughs> I don't think we'll get a chance to, to, to play for pride. Again this year, uh, hopefully next year under the Walker brothers, will uh, it'll be a different story. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. But um, elsewhere across the weekend, I yeah. mean, the good sides keep on winning. Good sides keep on I, Yeah, we don't really need to go into We've had a lot of footy chat taken up by Origin and the coaches being sacked. The only real other game that really I want to talk about is, I mentioned it earlier, the Bulldogs versus the Eels. Yeah. From both, both teams... There's something to talk about. The Eels looked like they weren't going to be the classic pretenders again this year. And 
the way they showed up against the Bulldogs looked like they expected to win automatically. The Mitchell Moses' bombed try where he's like oh, basically walking over the it's line. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. But the intent that Matt Burton is now showing really leading this side. Josh Adokar has been absolutely fired up. What a combo they've been. Mm. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. And <laughs> in terms of the three clubs whose coaches have been sacked recently, the most... Um, the most attractive job is once again the Bulldogs. For sure. If, if you're a coach looking looking for a, a club to go to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, look, this is Parramatta's year. If they were going to, their premiership window is wide open. And, and yeah. they could still do it, but they can't play like they did on the weekend. No. They're, they're losing Papali'i. They're losing uh, Reed Marnie at the end of the year as yes, well. Obviously huge. switching over to the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are well and truly primed to be getting out of this slump that they've been in for the last couple of years. Yeah. And they're going to be showing it towards the back end of the year. Matty Burton took a little bit of time to get settled in as, as the primary playmaker in a, in a struggling team, but he's a real leader now. Addo Carr's come, and again, slow start, but is seriously impressive. Yeah. Um, and their forward pack's lifting. And up against Parramatta, who supposedly have one of the best forward packs in the comp, I mean... We touched on it earlier. Three Blues players in there. Um, they didn't play like it. No, they, di- they didn't play like New South Wales representatives. No, on the yeah, on on the flip side to the Panthers, who who's had all their players coming back from a disappointing Origin game, and Cleary bloody had a phenomenal game. Luai was great as well. So yeah, the difference, I guess, in like the reaction to what was a disappointing Origin game. The Eels were flat. They, they, they were, were flat. So flat. I, I mean, let's not forget, they're the only side to beat the Storm and, and Penrith this year. Yeah. And th- they've certainly they've got... They've beaten the Storm and Penrith. They've lost to the Tigers and the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, they, they've got the, a great 80 minutes in them. They do. Yes. Can they string it together through the final series? I still think they'll be in the eight. Yeah. But things could fall away badly. Oh, yeah. And they, look, this is their year. We... we Said it earlier. This is it. it it's make it's or break. Been, it's been building to this. Yeah, and, and, this, and is the, this may be the last year in their premiership window. Well, Wait. I think I think they're going to miss Marnie massively. Papaliti was their player of the year last year. Yes, um, they'll certainly still have a strong side moving forward. And who knows? Ryan Madison's known to break a contract at any moment, so he uh, could, sure he could not. He might not be there. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a lot of change, and and whether you know they. Look at moving Brad Arthur on even. I know he's he's been there for a number of years. He's brought them a long way from where he started. But I raised the question last year, is he the bloke to take them to the premiership? Maybe not. Because this the, the playing group is good enough. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well. There you bloody go. There we go. There you go. We've covered a lot of ground. We have. <laughs> wow. There's been a lot to talk about and... Uh... I think we covered it. <laughs> I think we covered it. <laughs> well you, well done, go. us. Well done. <laughs> Pat on the back. Um, all right. Should we switch gears completely, get rid of this heavy uh, investment and emotion that we've had yes. built up in us for this first part of the for this episode and uh, celebrate the wonderful fantasy and tipping champions from the week, which we can do just after the little ad break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay. Thanks for the hand signals that reminded me to do that, Harvey. We're back. We're back from the ad. Yes. What do you got? Oh, well, fantasy. People are breaking the thousand point mark yet again. Woo! Super impressive. Awesome. Congratulations to You Won't Beat Me. Infamous. <laughs> yes, I will. Name. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, that's their name. <laughs> Mitchell L with a score of 1,042. Oh, yeah. Very impressive. A oh, number yeah. of teams breaking that thousand points. And that's where you need to be if you want to be getting a shout out, top of the table. Um, very impressive stuff. That's awesome. What about our ladder leaders? How are they going? How are we, how are we going? Cooper German. Yep. He's up there in mid 200s. <sighs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Top he's, still, he's, in, he's in touching distance. The top 100, top 10, first place. I'll take top 300. We're about halfway through the year. There's time. There's a long way to go. There's time. There's time. <sighs> I want to believe. Tipping. Yes. Nobody getting full marks. Bulldogs, I'm sure. Oh, were yeah. The one that threw the spanner in the works because we had so many seven out of eights. Mm. But. At the end of the day, there was one person who had a margin of zero and that makes them tipper of the week, better than the rest. So congratulations, Josh Sanders. Tipping name, Drain1427. Well done, Drain1427. Congratulations, getting the margin spot on. So basically, I think if the Bulldogs, if Eels had beaten the Bulldogs, they would have had a perfect week. Totally. Unless unless they did tip the Bulldogs and they got another one wrong. Got something else wrong, yeah. Tip the Tigers or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What a fool. That's it. I mean... Nice. Excellent all round. Shows how important the margin is. Really focusing on that. It could be the difference between tipper of the week and not because there are honestly about 20 players or tipping participants who got seven out of eight. So get that margin spot on. Get it spot on. All right. Well, let's shift gears once again and talk patri- uh, p- predictions league. Yes, predictions <laughs> league. Uh, of course, supported by our Patreon page. It's how you can enter and, uh, and join in. I know it's already midway through the season, but there's still plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of plenty of time. One, oh, actually, oh, I'll go through what happened uh, in terms of origin predictions yes. and round 14 predictions. So first, origin. Origin game one. No one in our league got any of their predictions right. I'll rattle them off. Tim from Patreon said the first try scorer will be a number nine, Damien Cook or Ben Hunt. It was... Uh, Jack Whiten, yep. who would have thunk it? Uh, Marina from our Patreon said, Queensland are going to win by 12+. plus. That's the closest prediction we had. They did win, but by six? Six. six. Um, Nikki from our Patreon said, New South Wales will win by 20+. plus. Wrong and wrong. <laughs> yeah, far off. Harvey, you said that Jerome Luai, Katoni Staggs, Brian To'o, Selwyn Cobbo, and Kurt Capewell all going to score a try. Zero out of five. Well done, mate. None of them. None, <laughs> none of them, of got, them over. got close. None of them got over. And I said, no wingers or centers from either side will score a try. 
and there were about three centres that scored. But Harvey, if I had just left it at wingers. Just wingers. And that would have probably got me some points still. It would have got you some points. I would have got it right. No yeah. wingers got over. But you got to turn it around for Origin 2. Got, got those creative juices flowing. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, you know, we got no predictions right, but every single prediction was worth six points or more. So congratulations to everyone in our, in our predictions league for going bold for Origin. Yeah, good. Love to see it. Um, okay, round 14. Yes. One correct prediction. It was only worth one point, though. Oh, safe one. Our ladder leader, Tim. Yep. He extends his lead, but as we said, only by one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basic as it was, that the fans thought that it would definitely happen that the first and last games of the round would have a margin of 13+. plus. Those two games that were predicted, Cowboys v. Dragons, yep. Bulldogs v. Eels. I'm, I'm sure that at the time of making the prediction, Tim thought that it would be the Eels <laughs> getting <laughs> yeah. the 13-plus margin. Turns out the Bulldogs have gotten it. So Too good. There you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so Tim extends his lead, now leads by three. But the rest of us got our predictions wrong. No good. Nikki from Patreon didn't even submit a prediction. So oh, busy day. Busy, busy one. <laughs> Busy day. <laughs> Busy week. Busy week. Marina from Patreon said, the Storm will at least double the Roosters' score. Did not happen. Uh, you said that Ruben Garrick would be the top point scorer across the round. You were close. You were close. so close. Uh, if it weren't for Nathan Cleary. Yeah, that little old guy. I think, he, yeah, he scored a try. He kicked like six goals. He was yeah, just yeah, too top, good. top point scorer. But Ruben Garrick was second. Mm-hmm. I did the, did the maths. Um and my prediction was that Knights v Panthers and Bulldogs v Eels would be the only two games with a margin of 20 plus. Uh, did not happen. No. That's all I need to say. There oh, were good. other games that had a margin of 20 plus. Tigers, Seagulls included. That's it. Well, well let's, let's do our predictions for this yeah, week. Yeah, as ever, we go again. We it go doesn't ag- matter how wrong we go, how bad <laughs> our predictions are. Every week we read them out, we say we got them wrong last week, and we go again. We go again. <laughs> and, you know, when we read these predictions out, we truly believe they're going to happen. Yeah, totally. I can picture it, but they always seem to come off wrong. Oh, I know, I know. We spend the whole seem- week researching, oh. coming up with a What's the bloody bold point? prediction, the something bloody that's going to earn us points and... What's the use? So often we're disappointed. But I believe, I believe this week, I've got a good prediction. All right. I'm happy to go straight into Get, mine. Give me yours. Look, Penrith and the Storm are still the two best teams in the comp. Sure. They're coming up against the Warriors and the Broncos this week. Okay. In these two games, the Penrith boys and the Melbourne boys are going to win by a combined margin of 100 points. Holy crap. I think that Penrith are going <laughs> to destroy the Warriors. Oh, my destroy God. Destroy them. Oh, my God. And I think they could easily go 50-plus. I don't see the Warriors <sighs> bouncing back. Well. I think Penrith are going to be at their best. Storm, Broncos have a number of injuries. And the Storm, they've been good. <laughs> they've been winning. But I think there's there's a real there's a real performance yet to come. And they'll, they'll show the difference between those top four sides and the, the contenders with the real premiership threats. 100-point margin combined. It's bold. It's bold. It's out there. It's out there. I'll be crossing my fingers, crossing my toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Where are you it. thinking for this week? Oh, mine feels less less amazing. It's just I've got uh, six or more players across the round to score doubles. Nice. That's, okay. I feel like it's somewhat bold, you know, yeah, six yeah. or more players. feels like there's a lot of players getting doubles, getting hat-tricks at the moment. So hat-trick would be included in this as yeah, well. Yeah. 
But uh, so at least two tries for a single individual player. Uh, a lot of players are doubling up. You know, Addo Carr's in some try scoring form. Alex Johnston keeps getting hat tricks. I'm going six plus out of the 16 teams. I think that six teams can have a player get a double. Nice, nice. There you go. I think that's that's a good prediction. It's, Thank it's you. It's not basic. It's not. <laughs> it's not predictable. But it, but it has a chance. <laughs> but it of has a chance. Off. Yeah. It has a chance of coming off. <laughs> it is predictable, Harvey. I just predicted it. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. See well, the future. <laughs> Well, there we bloody go. Uh, that's And that's our 99th episode wrapped up, by the way. So tomorrow you'll be hearing our 100th episode the special. The century. We'll be raising the bat. we got something special lined up, so make sure you tune in. And, uh, yeah, until next time, Harvey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.